Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is Pat O. So, did you see my uh did, did you all in, in in the podcast world and uh and you Pat, did you see my my Twitter post from this weekend? Uh at the yeah, there my, was pictures. My general there weekend was... and video. Yeah, I know. I we I went to this party and um my friends, you know, have this really neat party and it's called soup night and everybody brings different soup and we eat soup and also get massages and listen to music. So <laughs> was that Anne's husband that was choking you? Anne's husband that was choking me. Who was choking me? Someone was choking me. I thought that was in, in one of the pictures. Could have been. I don't think night. anybody was choking me. No, Anne's husband doesn't, doesn't, he's not a cool person. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't hang out with people i think you're talking about caleb but no that's not um that's just caleb or maybe shane i don't know i don't know i'm not sure what i posted but no it was fun it was good so well so you know i had this fun interesting weekend i've kind of been you know if people have noticed i've kind of been in not a very good place lately emotionally and um you know but you know part of that is that i haven't really had much of a, a social life lately um and it it was really nice to to see everybody i mean it was it was really it was pretty neat friday night we actually went out to the bar and nobody wore masks and i know that that's kind of a bad thing right i mean i should you, you guys want to yell at me and i should be in trouble but like this is not some bar life is just not something that i like period um so i'm really not there very often we were at a, a hole in the wall type of bar there was less than 10 people there and it was just and i think you kind of did something similar maybe one of these days um but it, it was really nice to just kind of not fucking worry about the pandemic for a minute you know what i mean like it was it was a huge relief so we went and played pool and i just i don't know i thought that that was pretty neat and then you know we followed it up with you know saturday night we had the soup night and then sunday i had a i had a photo shoot so um it was like this yeah what was what was the what was the impetus behind that behind the chucky thing uh there was really no reason for it so my uh one of my friends chelsea she is an aspiring uh photographer so she's trying to get her practice in. she friday night gets a hold of me and she's begging me to do this photo shoot she said that she was having different people in different slots she was doing it all day sunday and um she was like you know please please say yes i really want to photograph you which you know i can understand why but um <laughs> So, you know, initially I had the idea. I'm like, okay, well, me and Anne really need to do promotional shots for like the documentary. And now we're talking about spoilers, spoilers, breaking news. Um, we're talking about starting our own production company for our documentaries. And so we, you know, we were discussing doing, like I said, some type of promo work, um, but we really didn't, all of our ideas that we had, we really um, didn't, like we had briefly talked about it Friday night, then we got too drunk. Then we talked about it Saturday night. So at two o'clock in the morning, we're sitting in her car talking about doing this photo shoot the next day at four. So we've got less than 14 hours to figure out what we're doing. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I've got this Chucky costume. Why don't you go to the thrift? You got blonde hair. Go to the thrift store. Go buy a wedding dress. You have a leather jacket. Go buy a wedding dress. And we'll just do Tiffany and Chucky just because. <laughs> so that's what we did. <laughs> it looked pretty good. I, I thought so too. I was really impressed, especially because we just, we had no time to really get it together. Um, I think it's turned out great. I've seen some of the pictures. I have some of the pictures. I don't have all of them yet. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting to, <clears throat> to post them, but the ones that I have seen are really good. So I'm excited. Um, you know, we'll see, but, but I think that, um, 
I think that what we're going to do is, I mean, I think we're definitely going to use Chelsea in the future because I really liked her. And, you know, the fact that she's, you know, kind of a, an, an indie artist in the photography world. I mean, I would I would definitely like to support that and, you know, get her out there. So I think that this is the start of a very beautiful relationship. Um, but, yeah, no, it was fun. It was I, I liked it. And I just like to dress up. You know, that's just my thing. Um, <laughs> when I was in a band, my one of my uh, well, I had a lot of favorite parts to it, but photo shoot days were always a lot more fun than i think i initially i initially thought i would have with yeah you know what i mean like it was i realized that it was something that there's a lot of you know i I never liked being interviewed which was kind of a flip because i like to fucking talk so you would think that i would like to be interviewed but i always kind of hated that shit and like whenever i had to um like i i could sing and like perform in front of large groups of people but whenever i had to do like q a's and shit I never really liked that. That was always, it felt too like whorish to yeah. me for some reason. Yeah. But I loved photo shoots and I loved posing and like putting on different outfits and like, you know, we would like go somewhere and we'd have like shopping bags full of different clothes and you'd like put on this leather jacket with this hat and stand against this brick wall and then change real quick behind a dumpster and then, you know, do this, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it really is. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I like to dress up, so I have fun with this. I'm excited to do more of it in the future, especially again, no, that's nice out. You know, the last shoot I did was, was Christmas. So, you know, and I, I was like, wow, I guess I really haven't done anything. You know, my photographer, we were going to do a Valentine's day thing, but we just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. he, was already busy and i was just like oh okay whatever so well it, i think a lot of it like so many of us are kind of spo- like we're so used to our friends just having cameras on their phones being like oh take a picture of me doing this that you forget what it's like when you deal with a really like a real fucking photographer yeah that, that can like make you look good yeah not that you don't already look good but let's just say they capture 110 percent of your essence yeah we'll, we'll put it like that sure. and like really make you look good as opposed to like oh here's a picture that someone took you know real quick and it looks not bad you know yeah well i understand yeah i know I, I know what you're saying i mean it definitely is different I, like i said i, I enjoyed i think it's fun and then of course you get the end result you get the pictures and you know so i don't know I'll, i'm definitely looking forward to doing more we've got a couple of ideas of things that ann and i are going to do um but it, it will still be probably about a month until we're able to you know put them into place because we have to get costumes and all kinds of stuff so it'll but it'll be fun um so i know i've had a really busy week so far um and then of course today uh well i'm sorry yesterday was 420 um don't do this time travel shit it's, so it's gonna weird. fuck me up i've already got high once today i don't need to <laughs> like it's 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 wearing off but like i'm too high for that shit so it's... well I'm, I'm coming up behind you don't worry <laughs> pass me the baton ashers I'm fucking running with it so as you guys know we record on tuesdays today is tuesday 420 um uh you know I, I hope that everybody was 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 safe out there i don't know there's not really much i could say about it um but uh might be some looting going on later we'll see you know it's a really <laughs> <laughs> hope you all got your flat screens <laughs> you stop it <laughs> no everybody's gonna be too high today to go out and do anything um fuck that you know it's it's a very interesting day you know 420 you know for people that smoke pot everybody's like oh 420 let's get high and you know that that is what it is um except like it's also like a very unfortunate day right i mean it's hitler's birthday 
right? Columbine. Columbine, right. And now today, as as we're speaking right now, um, we are recording at a really weird time because the, you know, George Floyd verdict or, you know, I guess Derek Chauvin verdict is getting ready to be read. So and Jim, Jim Steinman just died too. RIP. He's the guy that did uh you ever see uh Streets of Fire? Mm-mm. Holy shit. Or you know who Meatloaf is? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like I know the who Meatloaf singer is. Meatloaf. Yeah. He wrote like all he co-wrote like all of Meatloaf's albums with him. He's like this like rock opera dude from the 70s. Wow. Uh Streets of Fire, check it out sometimes. It's an awesome fucking movie. But yeah, he just died today too, which was a bummer. Right. Yeah, the Floyd thing is probably what today will be remembered the the next footnote next to this date in history right so you know we're yeah so i mean here we are and you know who knows what what will happen with that but you know either way i'm i'm gonna get high after this really really high and hopefully not remember that that happened for just a day and i, I think that that's okay um <laughs> what are you doing what is happening <laughs> that was Jim Steinman. Oh, like, I didn't mean to do this? that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Pat playing with his cell phone while you talk. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> that's what happens when you get high before the show. <laughs> so anyway, um, no, but I do. I do have a couple of, of news to go over. Some some news. Um, All right. First and foremost, uh, I think this is one that you kind of wanted to talk about. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but we're going to talk about it. The April 24th thing. Oh, the rape day? That's bullshit. The rape day. So, it, it, so yes, let, let me say this right now. It is probably bullshit. Remember when uh, the purge came out and then everybody made like purge night and everybody was going to go purge and then nobody purged? <laughs> of course not. You know, it, it probably is bullshit. So if you're worried, you know, because... It was, that, that, I, that thing was actively debunked by USA Today. Like, it's not... I don't, I don't think it's questionable whether or not it's bullshit. Although, you always got to worry with shit like this because... Even though it started out as bullshit, it could then backwards engineer itself into fucking reality. You know what I mean? And become a real fucking thing. Well, but, I mean, that's how the Capitol riot happened. So that's. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, everything kind of starts off as bullshit. And then, you know, you get a couple assholes together and they're like, well, fuck it. We're doing it. And the more assholes are like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'll join, you know. And so it's. <laughs> I mean, right. mob mentality, it's its very, very powerful, which is why it's kind of not a good idea to, you know, put stuff like this out there. I mean, you know, what was it started I, by just a couple of dudes on TikTok? Yeah, it was. But, you know, you just, uh, you know, that's just a weird, that's a weird thing that's going to happen. But I'm going to tell you right now, if um, I will probably be out and about on that day and if someone fucking dares try me, you're going to lose all your, your, your nutsack, your whole nutsack. I'm going to rip it off. <laughs> with my fingernails so um you know and that's kind of uh probably why it's not a good idea for you guys to try it anyway because a lot of women are going to be on on the lookout now so well yeah i that popped up on my radar because uh a, a female that i'm friends with uh who's actually an, a, an actress that i've worked with in the past and have a tremendous amount of respect for she posted that i think i sent you a screen grab of her um her whole thing which was like you know don't go out or it was very like alarmist and i was like what is she talking about so i i googled it and i found out that yes the claim the urban legend says that it started with this group of guys on tiktok however no one's been able to track down those videos no one has a copy of it no one shared it no one duetted it because you know that's a tiktok thing where you like 
do a split screen with you and somebody else. Yeah. So there's no this original video that supposedly was was saying that April 24th was rape day. No one can track it down. There's no proof that it exists. However, what there is is throngs of people you know condemning this this imaginary video and spreading the message inadvertently <laughs> by by reposting this bullshit and i kind of reached out to her and i said hey this isn't true just so you know she goes well maybe it is maybe it's not but i'm getting the word out and you know i i think that being ready is like the best i don't know what the fuck she said well but like yeah and i agree with that i mean you might as well be prepared I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's just because this is something that I li- like literally almost never have to worry about, right? So, like, maybe I just, if I'm dismissive about this type of thing, it's it's just because I come from a place of privilege. But um, I don't know. I feel like you're doing more harm than you good when good when you spread shit like this and talk about you know? it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it is it kind of is a double edged sword because then the more you talk about it, whether you're for or against, the more it gets out there, right? The more you spread the word on it, but. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that I don't think that people really do need to be worried. You know, I think that it is it is obviously bullshit, even if we have spread the word around inadvertently. But that's why I haven't really shared anything about it, because I just don't I, I don't see it as a as a valid threat. Um, you know, but you just never know. So, I mean, if, if, if you're a woman listening to the show and it's not quite the 24th yet, um, just, you know, practice caution. I mean, and we'll you know, if something crazy happens, we'll talk about it next week. So. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine groups of dudes going out in conversion vans and like jumping out and Yeah, that would be really weird. I mean, I mean somebody some, will like, get raped on the 24th. Let's just be honest with you. A couple of somebody's will. Um because well, yeah, but women just are like it's raped all the probably time. the same amount that will happen on the 23rd and the 22nd. Exactly. Like it's some, right. Unfortunately, it's something that happens in our society. Right. Like Right. And I think, you know, time. it's obviously important to talk about, you know, and and bring that to, you know, at at, at the very least that this has done this has brought that to people's attention that this is just something that just happens anyway so i mean it shouldn't just be the 24th that you're cautious it really should be all the time now i'm not saying that you know it's on the woman to to protect themselves you know obviously people shouldn't fucking rape people that's gross and wrong and you're disgusting if you do but you know you you have to (laughs) you know yeah but you still have to you know kind of know your surroundings practice you know mindfulness and awareness and things like that um because you need to be prepared to rip a motherfucker's nuts off with your fingernails just saying so that's how i feel about it um but yeah so you know there's there's that um you also wanted to talk about the uh the karen that uh that from the twitter video oh jesus you're gonna segue to that that wasn't a karen i had uh i went to the dispensary this weekend as i do on most weekends and uh i witnessed an altercation in a parking lot (laughs) in the parking lot of the dispensary okay (laughs) between a fucking clearly insane individual who was not a Karen. It was a guy. It was a bald dude. It was a Chad um, or Kevin or I don't know what they call those. Uh, probably Lars or something. Lars. I'm sure you, she's going to claim Viking descent. <laughs> uh, no. So like I'm walking out of the dispensary and I'm walking down the block and the parking lot to the place is like, I'm going to give terrible geographic directions to this. So just, I was, I was walking through a parking lot that was attached to a dispensary. Okay. And, and like a car, granted, they were kind of driving like a dick, but a car like like made like a, a very quick turn from the opposite side of the street lane into the parking lot, right? Okay. And they didn't really like 
they I, I saw it happen in front of me. I was still a couple feet away from the driveway, so it's not like they almost ran me over, but it happened like right in front of me. Well, when they turned like across oncoming traffic to get into the parking lot, a car that was coming towards the dispensary on the same side of the street had to use their brakes. And, you know, people that are moving don't like to have to stop for anything. So feeling inconvenienced by their need to slow their velocity, they decided to fucking take a like a zoom like right into the parking lot behind them. And in the process of that almost hit another old lady that was an old lady that was leaving the dispensary parking lot, by the way. So, you know, she's got she's got cancer, some shit fucking coming out of the parking lot. And those two cars almost hit each other. And that was and if there was one accident that legitimately almost occurred. It was the non-dispensary customer chasing the other person into the parking lot and almost smashing headfirst into this totally random third party that was just trying to leave. So this all happens right in front of me. And I'm like, holy shit. And there's a couple of us standing around. We're all like, holy shit. And the guy that chased the, the customer into the parking lot pulls up alongside him. And he starts screaming at him through his window. Okay. And... The dude that was pulling into the parking lot is like, yo, you're fucking crazy, man. Calm down. And the guy's like, you were, I saw you. You were looking at your phone. And he's just like yelling and like all this shit. And the the old lady gets out of her car and she's like, you motherfucker, you almost fucking killed me. And like, she's screaming at the guy that pulled into the parking lot. And I walk in between the two cars and I said, you almost killed that old lady. And he goes, but but and he's shaking his finger and he's like he's like he's like point, he's got his finger extended his pointer finger extended and he's shaking it and he's like pointing it at this other person who's like this like total burnout fucking 19 year old kid and they're like but he was on his phone they were on their phone like he was so like could not believe the injustice of the universe that this person was driving while talking on their cell phone and and like cut him, cut him off and they did cut him off don't get me wrong right okay but like dude shit happens like you've never like i just drove home from work i got cut off three times <laughs> right like, it fucking happens you know how many of those people i tried to pull out of the car none you know who gives a shit it's you drive it just happens but this person was so and and i'm telling them to chill the fuck out i'm like you're an asshole and the old lady's like, you almost fucking killed me. And there's these other people, these other little stoners coming out of their car now. Because I don't know if you've ever been to a dispensary before, but the parking lot of a dispensary is a very unique place. Yeah. Because you have the people that, like, are getting ready to go in, and they're putting on their disguises before they go in. Because some people wear disguises when they go to the dispensary, like, it fucking matters. And then you get the people that are coming out, that are, like, going through everything in their bag and making sure they didn't get screwed over. And then you have the people that are waiting in the car while someone, whoever they're with, is going. So it's like there's always a lot of people in the parking lot. And just this this person that, like, and it, it reminded me of your Karen video, which is why I made the connection, where, like, th- these people have this sense that, like, the world is a crazy, unjust place, which it is. Like, don't get me wrong, right? There's people – there's little children dying with distended bellies somewhere in Africa. Like the world's a fucked up place. And, but like them randomly attacking some other person for doing something stupid is going to somehow fix it. Like they feel like they have this, like, like they're, 
vigilantes almost, but not even in a cool way. Just that they're like, they're just like these fucking psychotic assholes that want to like pull random people off the street and berate them for breaking some kind of taboo or for doing something unkind. I don't know. I'll let you talk. What do you think? <laughs> um, I agree. I mean, fuck that person. Uh, especially, you know, if you watch the video. So, so the video that kind of brought this on was that I shared this video of this lady who um, pulled up beside another um, two ladies in a car and was holding up a big sign that said, God hates sin. And she was berating her because she was walking around naked. And now the person did show their outfit at the end of the day, and you can't really see any skin at all. The problem was was that her outfit was beige colored, her whole outfit are beige pants and, and beige long sleeve shirt, and there's not even any cleavage. Like it's not. <laughs> and the lady's like, "You're walking around naked," and you know. So what's really messed up is that you know she's talking about you guys need to go to church, blah blah blah. The passenger says, um, "You know, but you can't judge people. Like the Bible says for you not to judge people." And the lady fucking rears off and goes, "Are you judging my judgment?" <laughs> And it's like, how blind are these people to not understand that that's not what you're supposed to do? That's not how you're supposed to handle these situations. I mean, Extremely. if you wanted to like pull up and like went like, you know, God loves you, go to church sometime. Okay, you know, whatever. It's you're still pushing your shit off on other people, but to like handle it so, you know, I don't want to say violently because I don't think she was really violent, but it definitely could have turned violent, you know, pretty quickly um you know you're in the wrong for that shit and i said you know i said that somebody was like talking about all oh, christians aren't like this blah blah blah, blah. And i'm like well i can tell you right now that lady's definitely definitely going to hell because she's a <laughs> bad person she is you know she's gross i don't believe in hell but if, if there was hell oh my neighbors are being loud suddenly i'm sorry um but if, if there was hell she's gonna be there and that's unfortunate well, yeah i'm going to especially especially if hell is a construct of our own guilt and fucking you know yeah. self-hatred then yeah i'm sure she's fucking wallowing in it if she's spending like even any of her free time trying to fucking berate other people you know what i think the common denominator in both these stories are which is might might be a thing worth exploring they were both in cars and i think when you're in a car you're so like encapsulated in this fucking vehicle that like you you feel like you're not really dealing with these other people but i want to see both of these situations play out with if all these motherfuckers were outside of their cars I and standing in front have of have you ever worked customer service this happens all the time uh, i mean yeah i worked retail and i you worked know. in fast food yeah there's ignorant motherfuckers but then once again i'm six four so once again i just have to be like i know people are usually pretty polite to me <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big motherfucker. Like people are usually pretty. I, when I worked in the hotel industry, people would be like, "Oh, don't go into room 80, 804. They're crazy in there. They're fucking assholes." And then I'd knock on the door, and they'd be sweet as pie to me. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna take you everywhere. I don't know. What you're, I don't know what you're talking about. They were all right to me. Like, okay, yeah, you're six or four white dude. I, I need a bodyguard. That's, you're gonna be my bodyguard from now on. <laughs> because that's what i need but, nope you know, it, i'm not i'm, I'm not right trying there. to police that fucking real estate damn it whatever, <laughs> whatever fucking happens there happens there oh, i, have to I can't try to control there. that shit <laughs> you just have to look look me and that's it um okay. but yeah so you know i i don't know man people just get and people get killed in, in road rage incidents and shit like that i mean that that oh. really does happen um we have it here in chicago all the fucking time right oh I, i'm sure you do i mean you know it's everywhere and so it's like you know what just fucking be nice to each other how about that like is, is it really that hard to do just just be nice to each other well that's the problem with everyone getting a concealed and carry permit now because like i'm a i'm a gun owner and i'm kind of a, a low-tier gun nut i do not have an ar-15 yet but 
Um, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, they really push everyone to get conceal and carry. It's the worst idea in the world because the first thing everybody does, you don't have a lot of people legally wearing holsters out in public now. Yeah. But what you do have is a lot of people driving around legally with guns in their fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 all it takes is for that it's still illegal to shoot people <laughs> it's still illegal to like get in gun battles while driving on fucking the dan ryan yeah but uh it it makes it one step closer to that happening because now people aren't afraid to drive around with a fucking gun right there and when they get pissed because someone cut them off or someone did whatever it's that much easier to pick up the gun and try to shoot out their fucking tires and you end up shooting a kid in the back seat or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? definitely. I mean, even then, you shouldn't be fucking shooting out people's tires. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Tires are expensive. Like, <laughs> you just shouldn't practice violence where it's not necessary. The only thing you should practice violence is if your life is directly in danger. That's it. Right. You know, that's it. That's the only time where it's acceptable. Again, it just goes back to, you know, be fucking nice to each other. And and, and you know what? Back to back to that. <clears throat> don't just be nice to each other. You need to be nice to your environment. Um, I don't know if you've heard this story or not, but I, I'm pretty upset about something. I'm pretty angry. So <clears throat> everybody knows, everybody's seen all my lovely pictures with, with this guy, um, the Mothman statue in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I don't know if you've heard about this, Pat. You don't really follow the cryptozoology circuits, but um, people are leaving uh, cans of baked beans at the Mothman statue. What? Okay. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. So, no. Yeah, you know, people are leaving baked beans at the Mothman statue. And I, I, I don't know. It's, I've heard two different stories. Okay. I've heard that it has to do with the bean cult and Fallout 76. I don't know. I've never played Fallout 76. Um, I have, but I don't. I've gotten pictures of the moth, man, but I, I, I don't I don't know that specific storyline, but yeah, I'm aware that he's in the game and I've had encounters with him. And then there's also people that are saying that it's part of some type of weird fan fiction about the Mothman. Listen, I don't know. You know, I know that one of my friends went there recently <clears throat> and he took a picture. He actually uh, took a picture of the statue and like there's all this shit on like the base of the statue there's there's beans there's like painted rocks there's like notes there's all kinds of shit there and i've never you know in, in the past you know year and a half that i've been doing this um i've never seen so much litter you know at the sta- i've never seen anything at the statue nobody leaves anything so for some reason recently people are leaving stuff and it's to the point to where uh <coughs> excuse me the mayor the mayor of the town is talking about removing the statue so that's no good it's not well, it, now here so here's there's more to I, this than just the statue okay okay so um the thing is is that the residents of point pleasant don't like the mothman i don't care how much you like the mothman the residents there don't and i don't know if it's just because they're backwoods hicks with no culture i don't know if it's because you know maybe it's because you know they see that statue and to them that represents um a bridge collapse that killed 46 people you know i mean i don't know they're just not happy uh, about the mothman thing and um i know this because especially lately i have been getting a lot of pushback from the residents there and they're pissed off at me because they say that i'm i'm trying to you know capitalize off of a you know off off of a lie (laughs) and and things like that they don't like me very much and so they're they already don't like the mothman thing now here's the thing the mothman makes up all all of their revenue all of it nobody goes there to go see the mansion house you know nobody goes there to learn about the history of the town unless it directly involves the mothman 
So, but but they don't like it. They would rather the, the, they would rather have the town go broke than continue to have another Mothman festival. Now, of course, there are individuals there that that do like it and do enjoy it, but for the most part, they're done with it. They want to be done with it. Now, there's this guy, and I can't remember his name <clears throat> because I'm just I I got high today, um, but. <laughs> he's kind of known as mr main street okay he's kind of mr mothman because he funded the mothman statue and he kind of keeps it alive I mean, him and him and jeff wamsley they, they keep this alive and jeff owns the the museum there um he just retired this guy retired so with him with him gone and, and kind of out of the situation i mean the mayor has every right to take that statue away so if you guys don't want to see that happen stop leaving your fucking trash and your fucking baked beans at the statue take your picture do your thing you know but don't don't leave it there i mean that's just wrong anyway you shouldn't fucking litter to begin with you know let's be honest with you uh, you know that's <laughs> and just don't litter um but but to do that and kind of ruin the fun for everybody else i mean that's just like the most dickhole thing you can do so that was my uh, soapbox for a moment. You got something to say about that? Yeah. Um, the guy's guilty. What? They found Derek him guilty? Chauvin? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. On all three counts. Unintentional second-degree murder, third-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Well, there you go, guys. I have half a mind almost to put this episode out right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there we go. Wow. I gotta take that one in. I'm very happy. I did not expect that to happen. Did you expect that to happen? I mean, we kind of talked about it before the show. Like, yeah, yeah, because I felt like it was pretty clear cut. But at the same time, there's this nagging thing in the back of your head that says, "Yeah, but they always get yeah. away," you know. So it's like, oh, like wow, wow. I felt like this did, did this one feel a little bit more. I hate to use the term, but did they have a little bit more dead to rights? Yeah, I feel like you know that video is is it's hard to argue that. Um, and regardless of whatever whatever shit they want to stir up about, you know, George Floyd and his, you know, past whatever and, you know, how he was at the time, like, if you're any kind of trained officer, there's no reason for that. You know, if you, if you had any, even if you're like, you know, some random asshole off the street, you think that you would know better than to do that, so yeah well huh well i'm excited to see what the sentencing is now i mean that's the next step you know what are we going to do with them i don't think that he qualifies for the death sentence death penalty so i don't even know if they have it there in that state but well supposedly did you hear the thing about the appeal because there was a some congresswoman that like made comments about you know if this if the verdict is is not guilty if they return the you know the wrong verdict then take to the streets and do all this and she said this i guess like last night and the prosecuting or the defense attorney was trying to get a mistrial today because they were arguing that her threatening mob violence if it's found if he's found not guilty could intimidate could intimidate the jurors into uh making like you know voting guilty yeah right yeah and the judge said well no so you know the jurors when they become jurors they say that they're not going to follow this on the news they're not going to do this stuff so we have to trust in them not to do it however if you want to appeal whatever verdict they do return you know blah 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 basically setting the stage for them to for them to file a motion to appeal based on what this what this fucking congressperson said and then we'll see what happens with there so 
you know, if there's one thing I've, like you said, we'll see what the sentencing is. Yeah. Right. Like just because it's guilty, you still that okay. Everything's calm for now. You got a long, we'll you give it a long an, way to go right now. Yeah. Come back in another month and we'll be in the same position we're in now where we're sitting there checking our phones yep. and they're boarding up windows and shit. So, right. So, well, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, but I'm, I'm happy. This is a huge, huge step because, you know, we were kind of talking about before the show, we really kind of needed something like this to kind of kick off that um, that change. You know what I mean? This is a big, um, you know, a big winds of change right here. So, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll see. But that's what that's not what the episode's about today. We'll, we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about it more next week once we know more. But since we're recording it literally as it's happening. <laughs> we'll have more to say about it because we don't know how people are going to react today um we'll see um so i i don't i don't know hopefully it's a good thing that's let's just to be continued hopefully yes to be continued um but yeah so there's the mothman statue um oh uh Roz cosmos do you know what what man Roz- you didn't waste no time getting on facebook <laughs> i didn't i was doing it while you were talking yeah on facebook and twitter that's right fucking the, the town crier over here Hell yeah. somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna remember this day because they're and how did you find out about when this happened well ashley you helped me to fucking <laughs> i hope i hope I, I let people know i'm excited about it i i am i am i'm definitely downplaying it a little bit but um we we have a lot of we still have you know things to cover so i'll, I'll just gotcha okay. now. um so anyway yeah Roz Roz cosmos do you know what Roz cosmos is no, I do not. Uh, Roscosmos is Russian's um, space um, space department. I don't know what the right word is for that right now, but they're space center people. Roscosmos, um, Russia, they are leaving the International Space Station. Hmm. And okay. they are um, going to build their own. So I don't know how much you follow that kind of stuff. I'm, you know, me being, you know, in my astrophysics and stuff, I follow it in a little bit. Um, but their side of the space station, like their little like unit of the space station or whatever, because it's, you know, split up into different kind of units, um, but on the same thing, um, was having has been having a leak over and over and over again, like continuously has this leak. And, um, you know, they keep f- fixing it and then it keeps breaking again. It keeps, you know, keeps going back and forth. So, um anyway so we think that maybe they're leaving because of that but it is very interesting that they're going to go start their own space station so like the kind of moves that they're making which is weird because they had certain deals with china for their space station and um you know which they were supposed to i I think join up with in 2022 so we don't know if that's still going to happen we don't know if they're going to go do their own thing um but i think it's fair to say that what we are seeing right now is another space race yeah i mean with i could yeah i agree with you yeah i mean i think that you know we're living in that time now uh where you know we kind of had a break for a while but i mean with us going back to the moon all this stuff with mars we've got spacex you know now well yeah especially with spacex and richard branson and stuff the private sector getting involved with it yeah where where you have enough you have enough crazy rich people to start doing like to do this batman shit you know what i mean and they're inventing tech. Now, it used to be the government invented everything, right? right. All, the government had all the best scientists. And it was our, you know, the, the best United States scientists versus the best Russia scientists and all this shit. And yeah, now I mean, you have the private sector putting money behind it saying, no, 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 these patents and, and the the things that we invent out of this that we can sell. No, 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 no. This is, this is too good. We're not going to pass this market up. And, uh, right. yeah, that's where I think it'll get really interesting. I think the governments are going to be kind of 
staled out because there, there's always going to be a cap at how much money they'll put into it. Like, I, I'd like to think Elon, Elon Musk has more money than fucking NASA, you know? He probably, so I he think can, he does. Actually, NASA is severely, severely underfunded, so. That's what well, I mean, exactly, you know? Yeah. And, and they're kind of limited in the pool they can draw from. Like, yeah, they can get people from other countries, but I feel like SpaceX has a bigger international output, international reach than the nasa or the even the russian space program like who the fuck are they gonna get you know like smart russian people that's a I'm not saying that there's not smart russian people but that's a severely that that's much smaller of a, a talent pool to draw from right know? well and i think you know for one well i don't know i mean a lot of people don't realize you know people people think that like nasa is like is is it like nasa is the only people exploring space and they're definitely not i mean you've got other countries doing the same shit china too i think has a pretty uh china is i i feel like china's way ahead of us in, in our in our in our space exploration game personally um but you know they're definitely um a threat but you know it, it shouldn't be a race you know what i mean it really shouldn't um it, it, we should all be working together and for the most part we do um <clears throat> that's kind of where we all lay down our arms and go you know what we kind of want to get to space when it, the only time it was was back in the, in the 1950s right and you know it was a, a pretty big deal then is it a good idea to then go along with that divide i mean should we just kind of let russia go and go okay do you do you or should we try to talk them back into working with us a little bit i think it would benefit everybody if we all kind of got those programs together and work together um but you know unfortunately there's money in it now so <laughs> <laughs> you know that's where it becomes kind of a weird uh iffy kind of a pissing contest and it's just not um i don't i don't think it's great i mean we'll see what happens you know like i said i don't i don't blame russia for wanting to abandon the space station because of technical issues because of mechanical issues on the on the you know in their unit that makes sense um but you know does that mean they're not going to work with anybody else ever again we really don't know and that's kind of where the china story came up with them you know joining their space station in 2022 are they still going to do that nobody really knows um you know we'll we'll see what happens but that's what they announced they announced that they were going to uh to build to build their own space station so we'll see um yeah i mean the space race before it was an extension of the cold war which maybe says that we're moving back into that kind of you know geopolitics yeah. where you know we don't even pretend to be friendly with russia anymore well didn't we just like hit him with something I, I, the... that's a really good question i honestly do not know yeah well, so, me, me i can't answer that but um so that was that was fun now on to probably the most interesting headline i think um headline ha <laughs> that's not a really good joke it's kind of sad um so there's this lady and she likes to take a walk on the uh, big glace bay in uh canada i think it's in uh um i don't know exactly where so she's walking down the the big the the big glace bay one day and she finds 10 headless seals okay uh, on on the beach and not just headless um they also have a hole in their torso i think it's probably more along the lines of between like right right between their abdomen and chest and you know of course she thinks it's very you know gruesome and she's like oh well i'm not gonna go back there again <clears throat> the next day she goes to uh dominion bay she usually you know likes to take a, a walk along the shore that's her thing she goes to dominion bay and um on <laughs> dominion bay which is somewhere else uh it is, is 11 more headless seals with holes in their stomachs 
So now the um, the fisheries and, and, and things like that are investigating this. We have cattle mutilation, except this time it's not cattle. It's it's seals. What do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts on? Uh... Yeah, Coast to Coast actually just posted an update on the cattle mutilations uh, the, in Oregon that we talked about. Yeah. So that's uh, that's an ongoing thing. It's, no, I mean, I've never heard of seals. Seals. Uh, yeah, well, we kind of touched on that a little bit when we were talking about, you know, the last the last time we were talking about the cattle mutilations um, was that, you know, there there are other instances of, you know, pets and things like that happening. Now it's seals, you know, but nobody really talks about that when things like that happen. Nobody's ever like, oh, now apparently this has been kind of happening for a while, um, except that they're not um, typically headless. And so when they're not headless and maybe, you know, this is maybe this is telling, um, but when they're not headless, they can see that like their heads have been you know crushed in so um you know in in um you know when people uh, people hunting seals is a very uh, popular sport in canada it's very popular i'm sure you've seen those videos on uh, rotten or, or best or something i have <laughs> no <laughs> oh seal clothing <laughs> I, I i was never a uh a gross never, person like, e-bombs world like i was on i was on big naturals like bang bus but like not <laughs> Not Evon's world. <laughs> That's not what I use the internet for, I guess. <laughs> no, this is yeah, this was this is pretty pretty gruesome stuff. Seal clubbing. I think that they covered it in uh Faces of Death too. Actually, I think they talked about seal clubbing. Um that's <laughs> oh, yeah, a kid whose parents don't love them. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me out like that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I I thought about like my friend growing up who had him. His it's not that his parents didn't love him, they were just bikers and like didn't give up. They knew we weren't up to any fucking real trouble and let us do our own thing but yeah that was that was that was a fucking i thing. watched faces of death for the first time with my mother <laughs> oh god yeah we, I, I think my uncle showed it to me too it was a, we, we were weird. yeah i mean yeah we were a weird family shoot well and that's actually i i was introduced to rotten.com from my mom and i was very young you know i was <laughs> I probably should have seen that stuff but she was like hey do you want to see this i was like yeah you know she's like you want to see a dead body i was like yeah i remember oh. my uh my one uncle showed it to me and i was like oh my god like i went to like some family function afterwards i was like you know uncle frank showed me faces of death and my other uncle was there who they were not brothers they were like brother-in-laws he was like ah that shit's not real he's like did you notice how they changed camera angles during the bear attack like he's like it's all fucking staged yeah None of that stuff is real he had to be that asshole to be like oh you know so yeah well, that's hey. all i really remember Faces. What was the other Faces of Death? There was there was the Faces of Death series, and then there was like because oh, what was that doctor's what was that doctor's name? It was it was like Doctor Gruesome or something. Fucking oh, name. I don't Doctor Gore or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "You think that doctor's name is really Doctor Fucking Gore? Come on, man, it's just no. fake." <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no, Faces of Death is one hundred percent fake. Um, Traces of Death is is real. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, um, that's what I'm thinking of. Traces of Death, and there's more. You know, there's ba- banned from television, which is like a, a collection of like um news reels and things like that that they catch that they can't that they can't ultimately put on tv um you know that that's real um there's all kind there's all kinds of there like death documentaries um faces of death is really very very soft core um compared to uh other things i had this one dvd and it was really sketchy and it was like i don't know i don't remember i just remember the last 45 minutes of it was just an autopsy like a like a step-by-step this is how you do an autopsy (laughs) 
Yeah. I am fucked up. I got problems. But anyway, back to the back to the seals. Um, well, se- seal clubbing is very popular and stuff like that because it's have you ever seen a seal? They're fucking adorable. Like, how can you smash its face? in? I just I don't even you know, I, I, I don't understand how you can do something like that. But they do, um, you know, seal hunting and, and seal poaching is, is really a big deal. So, I mean, you know, did they take these seals and and club them to death and um I don't, I don't, you know, I really don't know exactly what they use them for. Maybe somebody can can help. I don't know what they use seals for, but you would think they take the bodies, but then cut their heads off to show to, to hide evidence. Yeah, but yeah. they do have well, holes. They- Every single one of them has a hole in their abdomen and their I'm sorry, in their torso. Do you think that's like a fuck hole? <laughs> Someone's out there clubbing seals. You know what I mean? Like something like <laughs> something like bit off its head and then fucked. Like, it could be. <laughs> like a walrus came up and was like, and then have a trigger warning on this episode. This thing is gross. <laughs> That's no. Now I'm gross. Whatever. <laughs> when you when you heard about the hole drilled in the abdomen, you didn't think like that could be some, a fuck hole. It could be trying to shove its cock in there. It, could, it definitely could be, but it, I don't think an animal would do something like that. An, an animal taking out twenty one twenty one seals and and twenty four hours. That's a lot. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> Just say oh, it. You've already said worse. Just say it. I'm already going to bring it back. Maybe it was the fucking the seal version of April 24th or something. <laughs> oh my God, Pat, you can't do this. It's not funny. <laughs> did, did anyone check the seal TikTok <laughs> to see if fucking other seals were making TikTok videos? Oh my, I can't. Oh my God. And we're going to get canceled. Okay, well, all right, P. On Wednesdays, we talk weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, you can cut that yeah. out. I don't give a shit. I won't give <laughs> I might have to. That was pretty bad. Really? Um, full disclosure, it was kinda it was kinda funny and I'm a I'm a victim, so I can laugh at yeah, it. Yeah, when you uh, said bad, like I was like, you mean it wasn't funny? No, it landed. You're just a fucking n- scumbag. Okay? Yeah. I can live with that. <laughs> and you know what? Even if it was a joke that I just made to you and you laughed, then it's fine. You can take it out. It'll just be something that exists between the two of us. <laughs> I'll have to think don't about even worry it, but... about it. Um, so anyway, so, you know, it could be obviously, you know, people are new to entertaining the idea of aliens. It could be aliens. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, you know, um, but that's kind of where we're at with it right now. I, I do think that, you know, it, it keeps obviously this topic keeps being brought up for us. You know, maybe we should definitely cover these things more in depth, you know, give it its own episode and talk about kind of the more lesser known cases like, you know, seals and, and pets and things like that um, to kind right. of, you know, show the scale of it, because this isn't just something that only happens to cows. <laughs> right you know it, it does it does happen elsewhere and and so you know that's where we're at we have these mysterious deaths but it is being investigated well i guess i was saying before this has kind of been something that's been going on for a while they keep finding these uh washed up uh seals and sea lions with holes at, in in the middle of their body and um no they're not like big gaping holes i mean they're big you know they're, they're at least at least a half dollar probably more like a donut size hole but they're not like these See? giant i mean they're circular you know they're like perfect circles and uh okay. You know, so it is weird. But in the other cases, the heads were there and they were they were clubbed in. So that was obvious then that they were, you know, they, they were victims of, of poaching. So I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see how it develops. But I did think that was interesting. So but that's all I have. What do you, what do you have this week, Pat? Uh, you're going to make me talk again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I had an interesting Sunday. Um <clears throat> And I'm trying to think of the best way to like introduce the story. So, okay. Um, first of all, the past two weeks, there's been like a 
uh, a, several synchronicities between myself and Freemasons. Okay. Um, I was hanging out with one for an extended period of time recently. I uh, didn't know that they were a Freemason until after the fact, but we hung out all weekend and were partying and stuff. And then I come to find out right. they're a Freemason. All right. Not a big deal. Not the end of the world. And then um, I, I dug up an old interview that I did for my previous podcast with a guy that I had been friends with in my twenties. We were both bass players in different punk bands and um, he was a Freemason and he was really heavily into the occult. And uh, a couple of years after the interview, he ended up becoming a Chicago cop and then was outed. He was actually doxxed as being part of the uh, Proud Boys. Okay. Yeah. And I had no idea when I interviewed him at the time, he was just a dude that I was catching up with that I knew was a Freemason that was into the occult that I wanted to interview for my podcast, like the kind of people we bring on here. Right. And just like I said, come to find out later that like he had all these other fucking crazy political ties. Um, and that interview I did about two years ago, but I probably re-listened to it earlier this week for the first time in years, just to kind of, I don't know, on a whim one day. Um, well, you shared it then, to me the one day, so. Right. And that, yeah. So you had, you had, you were asking for podcast episodes to share and I busted that out. And then I thought I should go back and listen to that. And I was really blown away with a lot of the shit that he was saying so there was that and then um so at work we have an inspector that comes through once a month and uh it's totally standard once a month he comes into, into the workplace and kind of looks around and that dude's a freemason and uh he just happened to show up last week too so and i don't think any of these things are connected by any means but i feel like sometimes the when the universe tries to say things to you, you just got to listen. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was enough of a synchronicity. So I was like, what is going on with like, like, man, like, you know, cause I had thought about joining them at one point. I was super obsessed with them when I was like in grammar school and you find out about all the founding fathers being Freemasons and all this shit. Like it was all, you know, that was like, you know, my head like blew up like for the first time, like as a kid, like hearing about that, like it's one of like the OG conspiracy theories or the fucking Masons. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been like, not, not like obsessed with them, obsessed with them, but like low key, like very interested for a very long time. And, um, you know, so all these synchronicities pop up this week and I'm thinking like, should I look into joining it? Cause I know there's a lodge around here. And then I'm like, nah, you know, I'm, I kind of, well, I don't want to fuck with that. I don't know. You know? And, um, uh, then this weekend, Saturday night out of the blue, <clears throat> I get a message from an actor person that I worked with on a, a film project a couple months ago, uh, who I had met through the first time. We were introduced through a mutual friend, and you know I worked with them on set for a day, gave him a ride to and to and from set actually, and had a great connection with them. We got along great. We liked all the same shit. Um, had a super cool time, and just kind of stayed Twitter friends, and. Then this weekend, they reached out to me to let uh, me know that they were kind of involved in a situation that they thought that both myself and the show might be interested in. It. And uh, it <laughs> I don't know. How, I mean, you listen to the tape, so you know as much as I do at this point. But like, it, 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 we're not going to get super into detail with it just yet on this episode. Right. Uh, we might sure. more in the future because it was kind of. It's kind of a lot going on and we need to research some of it. But basically, they felt that there was a connection between um, some of the mass shootings that we've been seeing in the news lately. And there was another one today uh, and uh, Freemason Lodges and the proximity of the shooting to Freemason Lodges. And uh, the one that 
kind of uh, the the most recent one in question at the time that they contacted me was the shooting when uh, Saturday night in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And this person had another connection with Kenosha, Wisconsin. And if you guys have been following the news, there's been a lot of crazy shit in the past year that's been happening in Kenosha, oh, yeah. which is usually like a very sleepy Wisconsin town where the brat stop is. Okay. It's like it's like where you get out and take a piss on the way to Milwaukee is fucking Kenosha. Or if you're going to Lake Geneva, you get off on Kenosha and you hang a left. So like it's this very like truck stop town, not a lot going on. However, there was a, a really heartbreaking, bizarre sex trafficking case that broke out of there last year. And it was also the home of uh, it's, well, it was also where the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing happened, where the 18 year old kid from Illinois took an AR-15, went to some uh, Black Lives Matter protests in Kenosha, and ended up shooting like three, four people. Yeah, right? and everybody, so that's, I mean, that's of, mostly what everybody knows it for. Right, but I mean, that was in response to like another, a bunch of other stuff. So it's kind of become a hotbed for civil unrest. And then there was a mass shooting uh, just this weekend. And my friend who has ties to Kenosha contacted me and... Um, you know, we talked for about an hour about everything, and I'd like to bring him on at some point. I, I definitely want to follow the story and see where it goes, but um, it was interesting. It was kind of like my first taste of, like, I guess, if I'm going to be doing this show, like, really doing the show and having to kind of talk to people and, like, chase down leads and shit and, like, do some research and, and stuff, uh, which was interesting because... This week we're covering the Manson family killings, and uh, to prepare for it, I've been reading a true crime book about it, and it kind of puts you in that mindset, you know, how these people find out about, you know, they're not detectives, they're not police, but they're just journalists or reporters or writers that um, come across a good story and kind of uh, just run with it and see where it takes them. And, and, and in these situations, it takes them someplace fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully I get to talk about it more on upcoming shows and or not. Well, it could fizzle out too. No, you know, I, I listened to it. You always said that I listened to it. <laughs> oh, and I did fart at the 11 minute mark too. You farted again, <laughs> like right in the middle too. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I totally did. I totally did. <laughs> That's like, Pat sends me this and he's like, He's like, oh, um, he's like, you know, we're going to do this episode. We're going to do this episode over. I can, we can just put this out like, you know, and we could do like the intro and the outro. And this is the interview. And I'm listening to it. 11 seconds in, Pat fucking rips ass. 11 and I'm minutes. Like, there's no. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. 11 minutes in. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way we can use this. You've compromised. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that it would be that loud. Number one. <laughs> or that number two. Because like. It was so janky how I set that up. So the person that I talked to did not want to use Zencaster, did not want to use the mobile platform that like we use to do this show, right? They they felt that their tech had been compromised. That's a direct quote. My tech has been compromised. Yeah. So, so um, which I'm not laughing at because some, no. you know it, it, it could happen. It, right. It's happened in the past before. Who's to say? I mean, we know that this shit happens. The question is whether or not this person that I've been talking to is one of those people that it happens to. Everything they described is completely within the realm of possibility it's just a matter of did it happen to them yeah. so um i i had so they only wanted to talk to me on a phone but they were using a burner phone so i had i was talking to them on my iphone and then i had to record it somehow so i had my iphone on speakerphone and then i was recording a voice memo on my ipad yeah. um and it the tech the 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 technology kind of worked it worked better when i tested it with my wife because she has a higher pitch voice so it just it sounded better. Um, I understand what you were saying about them with their, they have a kind of a lower voice. 
Yeah, so it just but sounded, unfortunately, it, it, it sounded it weird. picked up my yeah, and it picked up my farts too. <laughs> so it was an hour long conversation. You, you, you fucking you riff ass twice. That is the thing that gets me. It was good enough to pick up your your farts, but not good enough to pick up the clear audio from the speakerphone. I mean, <laughs> you know, the sonic influence of my iPad as well. Oh my god! <laughs> Along with the Bill of Rights and fucking everything else. <laughs> So, you know, but we'll see. I mean, I, I definitely, I have a lot of questions for this individual. Um, I don't know if you listen to the show or not. Maybe we can talk separately. Maybe we can sit down and talk about it a little bit more. I don't know too much about the Freemasons. I mean, I, I know, I know a little bit. I could talk about it a little bit, but I would have to fact check a lot of not just what was said during that conversation, which, you know, we can't, I'm not comfortable sharing at the moment, um, any of it really um or you know fact checking just freemasons in general um because there are a lot of big claims out there about these people and you know it's not really something you hear much about anymore which i, which I find really interesting um well the one thing the, the one thing that i i made an effort to point out to right away is that there's free there's like freemason lodges in every fucking city and suburb all over the united states basically so when you say that there was a mass shooting in austin texas and there's a freemason lodge in, in austin texas like okay yeah that's and there is a shooting yeah and there was a shooting in kenosha wisconsin and there's a freemason lodge in kenosha wisconsin okay and that's not me dogging them or that's not me saying that there's not a more more um a deeper connection but it, i don't think you can really go on proximity alone because they're all over the fucking place yeah um, well that's like yeah. saying that you know oh well there was a you know there was a mass shooting in my town and there's also a burger king here so the king is out there killing people like that's not you know that, that that's not necessarily a connection now there, uh, there's other claims behind that 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 do and there sounds like there might be um you know then there definitely could be you know something there now i did have a hard time kind of following the narrative of that conversation and not really understanding the connections i mean but that could be a mixture of being distracted by farts not being able to hear the audio well enough and also just because it was kind of an on the whim thing right i mean you had just started talking to this person what that day right and then you guys did the interview yeah well the interview um the interview was set up that day right. and it was it was such a fucking pain in the ass too and no fault against this person but just like you know we were communicating via facebook messenger which is like the most unreliable time delayed yes. way to communicate with somebody and we had we had set a time and then i was available early and i tried to do it early but then they couldn't do it early so okay we moved to the original time but then they didn't answer. So then I took a nap and then I woke up and I missed them. So then, so then I tell them, okay, get a hold of me right away. And then I run to 7-Eleven and I'm at 7-Eleven and they fucking call me. And yeah. it was like back and forth and back and forth. But it happened, which is the most important part. It I happened. understand. Yeah. You know, and uh, I I think that I, I, I agree with you because I, I know it was something that I actually felt like I had practiced as an interviewer. You know, because I've written for newspapers. It's it's weird to talk about this in any kind of pers- professional sense. But like, you know, no, we we interview people and we, you know, have back and forth where we talk about poly- you report on things. You know what I mean? Like all of this is kind of like e-journalism, I guess. And uh, I have to say, like interviewing them, like I, I really had to just to stroke my own ego for a little bit here. I, I had to make an effort to keep things on track and to keep the narrative moving forward. And I and I honestly believe it was because they were in a place where they were legitimately scared. And that's why this whole why they contacted me in the first place is because they were, you know, they had a story to tell and they they felt like, you know, the walls were closing in. Um but 
Yeah, that that you know, when you have somebody whose whose emotional state is heightened, and you're trying to get them to tell a story that the audience can follow, it takes a lot of leading, you know. And you're really you're trying to steer like a bull that's trying to kick you off its back. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't easy, and I didn't always do the best job doing it, but I felt like it was very good practice, at least. Yeah, well, no, definitely, you know, and especially because, yeah, you, you don't, I know you don't do that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's, it, it, it was, you know, it wasn't terrible. Just that, you know, I, and that's kind of what I was saying, you know, I feel like this is just a person that needs more clear instruction on, you know, how to answer and what direction to go in. And that's fine. Um, but, it, but no, if you guys want to hear about, you know, Freemasons, if you want to do the Freemason stuff, or want us to do it. I mean, we definitely will. I mean, I'm, I will cover whatever, if, if that's something that people are interested in hearing about. Um, I mean, I'd then, be willing to join a lodge and then uncover all the secrets and then betray their trust and just do a podcast episode about it let's do it just just for the podcast let's do <laughs> you it. want me to go undercover just yeah what is this like the fucking early early 20 uh 2010s where you're gonna do it for the lols is that <laughs> i'm gonna write I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a bunch of cocaine and join the freemasons and then write a vice article about it you should <laughs> <laughs> no i'm really not gonna do that masons you don't have to Right, you shouldn't put that out there. It's this is not we're not very good at this undercover stuff. Um, no. But no, I mean, I think it would. Doctor X agrees. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's Doctor X doing it. It's not um, Pat O'Sullivan. He doesn't. He doesn't do that stuff. Um, but anyway, so you know, but the Freemasons are a very interesting. Um, they're a very interesting organization. It's kind of what the freemasons were kind of mostly relevant now that there isn't a history there or there's definitely people that you know some some fringe followers that have known about it for a long time but it got really popular um this i I feel like the freemasons were what happened right before q happened right before the big pedophile rings and stuff like that we had the freemasons does that make sense all right well when are you talking about anti-mason sentiments anti-masonry sentiments or the group itself because the group itself has been around since the fucking founding fathers, if not further just, back. Like, just the conspiracy surrounding it. I felt oh, like that, I think that started. Um, I want to say that started like early twentieth uh, century. That that that's very old too. Is like so I mean, just I'm sure because you... just because there are documented, you know, there's documented proof that people thought that these were already a weird group of people doesn't mean that it was popular. I feel like it wasn't popularized. I feel like it wasn't really popularized until probably the 90s. And that, and it kind of led through to um, 9-11, right? I mean, it, there's a, there was a lot of background in that. And then I feel like it was during uh, especially the Obama years. And then so after the Obama years, then we started getting more into, um, you know, getting more into you know the the q stuff like the the big pedophile rings and and things like that that's oh that's all i mean is that as far as like popularity goes um but you know i mean there was some weird ones in between there that was like the monsanto thing that was kind of more of a you know the gmo stuff that was kind of more obama years i guess it just depends on how closely you follow this kind of stuff to see the groups and you know what it's so it's so funny that you bring up the monsanto stuff i would love to um I would love to track that somehow, and we could do like a uh, like a mixtape of like of like the greatest like one hit wonder conspiracies that were like really hot for like six months, and then you moved on to something else. You know what I mean? Um, and and revisit that and see how accurate they were. You know, 
or and how how they kind of held up over the over time. I think that was that a good Monsanto, idea. Yeah, like that Monsanto thing. Holy shit! And my my uh, my wife's family are all farmers, and I would talk to them about that, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking? Like, this is this is this is not a big deal. Like everything is GMO. Like right. everything is GMO. Like, all it means is, is 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 you know chemically modified. Now here's the thing: everything's a chemical. Yeah, everything has a chemical compound. I mean, that it's natural. We, I'm not going to get into that today, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we could touch that another day. Um, but yeah, so you know, that's but yeah, the Freemasons have kind of you know that's it's that's been around for a long time. First of all, the group's been around for a long time. The fact that people think that they're weird fucking people has been around for a long time, but it wasn't really popular. I feel like as like kind of a conspiracy theorist, you know, dreamland into like the nineties. And then it just kind of grew over the course of, you know, getting into like nine 11. And then after nine 11, it kind of nine 11, I feel like it kind of reached its peak and then it started coming back down again. And then we started moving on to other stuff. So, and now I sure. feel like the modern day version of the people that think that Freemasons were a thing are the Q people. Yeah. So, but uh, Freemasons are weird. Um, you know, they, they kind of, fit into uh what we're going to talk about an hour into the episode now <laughs> <laughs> well you know what honestly i wanted to i was hoping that this one would be a two-parter anyway because i i have okay. trust me i have plenty of stuff to talk about but i didn't finish the book so like if this okay, ends up you being know what? i got an idea i got an idea we'll, we'll tease we're gonna we're, we're gonna tease the topic we're gonna kind of start at the beginning we're just gonna cover the basics of what everybody already knows and then we can we can follow it up when we can right i mean we can do that because it's 420 and and we've been smoking pot and as you know you know potheads and and like conspiracies and, and fringe news and weird shit we could talk about this shit for hours right i mean that happens sometimes yeah, we could. Um, <laughs> so i already have the perfect title now for this episode i can't wait i'm excited well you guys already know it because you clicked on it um but <laughs> but i don't know it i'm the only i think about it right now i am the only person that doesn't know what the title of this show is going to be i'm in the dark you are and you're on it i know it's weird right that's, that's, a, great, that's a terrible idea right think, there dude think about that for a second <laughs> man, dude, man. <laughs> okay so but speaking of drugs and, and and masons and cults um this week we intended to cover charles manson oh that's right man i know i already know i know the reaction there because you know what i don't know i don't know how much i'm going to share it maybe it'll be a surprise maybe i'll surprise people. no i won't i'll put it in the description but it's not the title of the episode um but people love that shit people love to learn about charles manson they're so fascinated by this guy and um this was a big big uh groundbreaking case that has had a lot of weird weird fucking shit involved in it right um so let you know let's talk about charles manson so you know, everybody knows everybody knows the, the basics let's talk about the basics real quick but you know and and we'll we'll save the fun stuff for next episode but the basics of charles manson is that he is um he in, in 1967 i believe which is weird because that that date seems to be a synchronicity for me or that year um he ended up forming his uh his family right his his quote-unquote family um now he had this group of of this is what mainstream says he has this group of of followers that is referred to as the manson family they all live out on spawn ranch together and spawn ranch is like a uh it used to be like an old movie set or something didn't it? you probably know more about that than i do have you not seen uh once upon a time in hollywood no i didn't watch it oh my jesus christ bruce dern lives out there 
It's where him and Brad Pitt used to make cowboy movies. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was like it was like an old west town, like where it, it was a it was a piece of land that was very deserty that they turned into like one big movie set where you would film like Gunsmoke or you would film like okay. High Noon, and it was all pre-built. There was a saloon. There was horse uh what are those poles that you would like troughs and shit okay right and that's what the whole place was but there's people that you could live there too um there's people that kind of they weren't using it anymore for the film industry so the guy that owned it was like this cranky old dude that just kind of hung out he's near death anyway and the rest of the the rest of the uh manson family just kind of occupied it and it was a lot of space and it was secluded and they could basically do whatever they want out there which was drugs. Um, they they did a lot of drugs. Just drugs, and they grant commit grand theft auto. They had a they had a stolen car ring. Yeah, and you know they were low level criminals, but not up to anything too too heinous. Yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, they were definitely in like the the crime syndicates and stuff. I mean, they weren't good people. They weren't terrible people. Now Charles Manson himself, he had been he had spent like a pretty much like his whole life, almost his whole life in 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 the system. He had been in jail, right. prison. Um, you know things like that he was already like a career criminal you know by this point i think he was like in his 30s when he when he found the family right i mean it was a while it took a while like, he's older than me than i am now and like i'm so i might be and what if what have you done with your life right i know i haven't created a cult yet <laughs> well that might not be true um but <laughs> but yeah so you know the the manson family um the just the gist of it is is that the manson family uh charles manson this is what they say um allegedly um kind of saw himself as sort of a a prophet and thought that there was going to be a big race war and had these people convinced that there was going to be a big race war between the you know white people and black people i don't know i really i don't know and maybe you know pat because you're reading this weird book about it but i don't know where like the mexicans and the asians and and you know people like that i don't know where they stood at it all but it's it's debatable whether or not race was ever a motive with any of this period right period but right. This is but that was that was this that you're going so just to just to kind of uh like oversee this for a second the, what you're going to put forth is the helter skelter theory yes right which is yes the most and popular that is the most mainstream. the most popular it's what the the book was based on and the book was written by the prosecuting attorney right and there was a movie that was based on it as well when people when you say charles manson if people tell you what they think it's it's basically the prosecutions that was his explanation for the murders was the was the race war theory yes right yes right so this is yeah this is just like i said this is like what you'll find if you just kind of watch any youtube video about charles manson um <laughs> for the most part so you know he thought there was going to be this big race war but he thought that the black people specifically the black panthers um were going to pick a white guy to lead their group or something like that it was just it didn't really make any sense but these people all these people were on so much drugs it didn't have to you know they didn't give a fuck they, they could have told him anything he could have been like oh you know I, I don't know why i keep going back to burger king but but the king of burger king told me to do this and you guys should do it too um but you know just to kind of you know just put that out there but anyway so um in a weird so they started committing crimes and they were committing um you know they, they started doing do, doing murders doing the murder and um they and they were leaving behind calling cards that made it seem like it was racially motivated okay so anyway there was i think nine deaths under their belt um of course the most popular being the uh 
you know, Sharon Tate situation, who was a, an actress at the time married to Roman Polanski. She was pregnant with his, with his baby. And, um, you know, plus a myriad of other people in there. And um, people kind of found out about this and they, you know, they, it was a, you know, they found out it was a, it was this hippie commune that was killing these people. And it was really shocking to a lot of people because hippies were all love and peace and light and wonderfulness. Um, but, you know, then they all kind of, you know, found out that they were under, under the uh, ruling of, of this man, Charles Manson. And, um, you know, so then they go on with the trial. He's nuts. Not just that he's nuts, but the family was nuts. And uh, they were showing up to, to, to the courts. They were doing interviews with people. They were showing up singing and, you know, dressed all fucking weird. And they're like, oh, no, they're all going to get out. They're all innocent. It's fine. It's just part of it. It's, it's okay. You know, and it was probably like, like one of the most public cults at the time. <laughs> and, you know, of course, Charles Manson, anytime that he spoke, which wasn't very often, believe it or not, they really didn't let him talk a lot. Um, he wasn't allowed to. And I'm not going to say too much about it at the moment, but he wasn't allowed to speak at, during his own trial because they thought that he was so manipulative and cunning that he could convince the jury that he was in innocent. And, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> Charles Manson didn't probably kill anybody. He might have killed one person um which it's pretty commonly believed that he did but he didn't kill any of these people but he got sentenced uh for you know seven counts of murder and and a bunch of other stuff and was in prison for the rest of his life until he died uh recently in, in recent years um so that's the basic i do you think i left anything out there of of you know if charles man if people don't know who the hell charles manson is i mean if you don't i don't i don't know you live under a rock or something but i would i would just bring up the um the beach boys thing uh, so he had uh, some interactions with Dennis Wilson, who was the drummer for the Beach Boys. And Wilson had tried to get him uh, a recording contract with Terry Melcher. Uh, Terry Melcher was a producer. He had done like Paul Revere and the Raiders. Um, he had produced the the Beatles' only American release. So he was he was a note. He was a, people knew who he was, and he was a friend of Dennis Wilson's, and. Um, Dennis Wilson had got he had picked up some of the Manson family girls hitchhiking, brought them back to his place, and uh, had kind of become intertwined with Manson. And this is not this is according to the Helter Skelter theory as well. This is not this is not there's no conspiracy to any of this. This is no hearsay bullshit. This is real. Right. Uh, well, it's all real, but this is this is like you know the the legit story, um, and that. The producer, when they when he heard Charles Manson play music, realized that he wasn't any good or he was just weird or whatever. Because um, supposedly the songs weren't bad. Supposedly the Beatles used, or the Beach Boys used a couple Manson songs. Like he could write a pop song, but he was just so intense and scary and like drugged out that they were like, "We can't put this dude. This guy can't sell records." You know what I mean? Right. And they didn't produce him. So to get back at um the this producer for snubbing him he sent the he sent the manson family to his house to kill him however he had moved six months before manson didn't know and sharon tate and roman polanski were living in that house okay so yes, when the manson yes. family showed up at that house they thought they were gonna they thought they were gonna cure, kill terry melcher who was this record producer he had moved out Sharon Tate was there. She was pregnant. And with Jay Sebring, who was a hairstylist, uh, this Polak guy, 
and the heiress to the Folgers family coffee, like Folgers coffee fortune, like the the Paris Hilton of the day. And her name was like, I don't know, Kathy Folgers or some shit. But uh, she was there. Well, and then they all they all got fucking killed. Yeah. And that was according to the Helter Skelter theory that that's what set off the murders. And then the next night, uh, Manson's people went and murdered his old next door neighbors who were they were like a hispanic family that lived there now or something and then uh those are the only ones that i'm familiar with but i know there was more and i know that if you want to talk about the conspiracy theories or what this book uncovers there was actually a murder that predated that that they think set off the whole chain of events okay and that's not included in the helter skelter theory is that no 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 okay this is a um, so that part's a yeah, well i guess you said conspiracy um so it's, <laughs> that makes sense um yes there you know charles manson is you know it's funny because i think it's not funny at all actually that's kind of fucked up for me to say that now i'm the bad person um it's <laughs> it's 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 crazy because <clears throat> he's i think the first person who's ever been convicted of first degree murder without actually murdering anybody right i i don't know for sure i mean i, I might not be able to, i can't i don't i don't think i can back that claim up with, with the fact you know right now at the source but i'm almost positive at at the very least um <clears throat> he was the first person convicted without actually murdering anyone that had other people murder for him now you can be convicted of second degree murder if you're and if, if you hire a hitman to kill somebody right i mean but you're not going to be charged they can't get you with first degree um so that is a very interesting you know thing and so when they came across you know manson and his family um they found this this individual so dangerous that like i said he was not allowed to speak at his own trial he never i don't believe he ever um was able to appeal or even or if he was they were definitely it was definitely thrown out um or if that was even a thing you know parole hearings but i don't think that it was i don't think he he appealed he did have parole Um, hearings but they i mean i think they kind of knew just talking to the guy that he was never ever ever going to get (laughs) out on (laughs) during his hearings (laughs) because he was nuts and you could watch them um you know you can definitely find all this stuff and you know if you don't know he's he's got a lot of uh the guy's nuts i mean they don't even know what he's talking about half the time but you know so to think that he could like control these people i mean what was it was it just that you know well that that's exactly why they did charge him with first degree murder was because they felt that and this was what was so sensationalized about the case and plays into the bigger Mm -hmm. some of the bigger theories and it also keeps with april's meta theme which is drug month um that his influence and acid was so powerful that even though these people committed the murders they were not themselves because he had he had turned them into something completely different right because these were white middle class young men and women white middle class young right anybody's kid and all it took was this dirty deranged hippie with his evil lsd and he was able to completely scrub these people clean and build them up in his own filthy image and that 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 idea, that conceit about LSD and the power of brainwashing and everything that he did, basically, they're suggesting that he was creating his own army of MK Ultra. 
Right. Because as we know now, you know, that we didn't know in, uh, this was 1973, I think, right. Was when they were, was when they were, they, uh, maybe not when they were 69 was when the murder happens. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think it, it took a while for the trial, but it right. was probably 73 probably when he was so. convicted. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, in that, in that era, um, you know, like I said, we know now, but we did not know then publicly that MK ultra was even a thing. Right. You know, we had no idea yet. However, the government knew it was a thing they were you know they had just got done doing it i mean they were still kind of they were still kind of doing this stuff i mean they weren't it wasn't as heavy as it was i think the funding stopped we, we covered that in, in the 60s right i mean so they had just come off of things like that um but but right i mean they knew that you know that that was a possibility um but they really didn't showcase it now also at the time you know hippies were seen as people don't like hippies even now you know you talk to people about hippies they're like oh hippies well how could you hate somebody that just wants you know love and unity and and kindness you know that's kind of a weird thing i mean why was that such a threat because because um, it wasn't just the hippies it was the hippies <clears throat> it was the bikers it was the whole, it was the black panthers it was the whole anti-establishment movement right. which had it was it was the you know the baby boom and 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 a good percentage of them grew up to be fucking antifa <laughs> you know like imagine that like that's what was going on and everyone was like holy shit it's everybody and it was it was it was a, a disease that was so prevalent that it it could be spread through the airwaves. It could be spread through TV and through music. And, you know, your daughter in Nebraska could become a hippie and run off to Woodstock and you'd never see her again. She'd come back with a half white baby or something like it. It just, it, it terrified these people. And, you know, the CIA, like they, they were done with MK ultra, but this was also the era when they, when, as far as I know, I mean, not that I fucking know anything, but, you know, from what I've read, sure. <laughs> suggests that this is the era when you first start seeing them import and export drugs yeah. to get money for black ops, right? Um, I mean, obviously, that was a lot bigger in, when you get later on into cocaine from South America, but they were, there was people that have connections to the Manson family case that were uh, members of the government that were moving uh, marijuana in and out from Jamaica and stuff. And than selling it in California at the time, you know? So there was still this, like, th this is when you start seeing the black ops where now they don't have to add, you know, Congress may have cut off funding for MK ultra in 64, but if you have a slush fund of money that you're making on the side by selling guns to Nicaragua and stuff, then you can, you can keep doing whatever the fuck you want to keep doing. Cause you still have that badge. Yeah. And as long as you're not asking for fucking money from the government, because you, you figure out how to make your own, you can do whatever you want. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, so it was definitely, you know, people, you know, the, the regular people in the government thought that this was definitely some type of threat to their, um, you know, their way of the world. I mean, it was, it was, it was weird. It was, um, really out there and these weirdos were, were making themselves known and they weren't okay with the way of the world anymore. They want to change. And that's always threatening to big bodies of, of government. So, I mean, there's, you know, but again, like I said, that's why, I mean, it's, it's not that they don't like hippies because of who they are. And even people like normal everyday people, like they don't even understand why they hit, they hated hippies. Like they don't even, <laughs> they couldn't even really tell you. It's just that they challenged their way of, of living. And that was, that was a threat. And so, you know, that's kind of, um, you know, where, where we are with it. Now, I, I, of course, I've got my own theories about Manson. Um, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to get too much into it because we will, 
then start delving into the end of the topics but you know was manson you know was he a, a genius cult leader you know that that convinced these people of this um you know of this race war that was happening that really wasn't happening and that's why the murder started was he a uh was he a prophet was there supposed to be a race war and this whole situation derailed that um or was he a government puppet and it was actually the government that funded uh not funded but the government that kind of controlled everything in in, in the back room and and made Char you know made charlie do all this um we're going to talk about that next week you have any uh okay. closing yeah i'll give i'll give one little teaser sure. and this is this is not this is not conspiracy this is 100 percent fact so there was about a six month window between when uh sharon tate was murdered and when manson was arrested for it yeah and in the middle of that six month window the uh spawn ranch was raided by the police and the sheriff's office and one of the largest raids the largest raid at the time in la county uh history okay um it required more like the, like i said the different departments there was helicopters there was police on a coordinated effort to all go in at the same time not a single shot was fired no one was hurt no one was killed and they arrested everybody and this was about halfway in between when the murders happened and when he was arrested for the murders uh and what happened was they had been watching the ranch as part of a um like a car theft ring and they knew that these guys were amassing guns and uh when they stormed the ranch they found machine guns and they found drugs and they found stolen cars and they found stolen credit cards and uh manson was on parole at the time and for parole violation alone for being in the same vicinity as all that stuff he should have been put in jail immediately and he wasn't yeah he was never he was never charged uh with anything he was let go and he wasn't picked up for murder until three months another three months later yeah yeah and what's interesting is that there's no way um the argument that the book i'm reading makes is that there's no way that they could have ga gathered enough intelligence to make that raid and to have that raid go off successfully unless that ranch had been been under heavy heavy surveillance and if that ranch had been underneath heavy heavy surveillance during that time period then they would have seen the family's comings and goings. Yeah, they would have known. And it's yes, and they would have known about the murders. Yep, yep. So that's 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 the one fact I'm going to drop on everybody. And here's here's just a little piece of conjecture that I'll drop, and then we'll fucking end it at that. That uh, something that's docu well documented in in the Helter Skelter book and a bunch of other places is that when the police um, found the uh, when they when they were searching so w when the murders happened polanski was in europe uh researching day of the dolphin i think what do we talk about that yeah yeah you were telling me about it a little bit i don't know if okay. we talked about it on the show okay so <laughs> polanski was overseas he he had just i think he had just done rosemary's baby but he was overseas at the time and he was location scouting uh the film adaption of this book day of the dolphin and the day of the dolphin is about uh the cia training dolphins to assassinate the president yes <laughs> and that's the move that's the movie that he was he was in london researching and uh so he was not there when they came in when the family came in and did what they did so it took him a couple of days to get home 
and you know in in the in the couple of days it took him to get home his home was obviously an active crime scene and he had gone through every, you know they had gone through everything and they had found the story is is that they had found um like sex tapes of him and Sharon Tate, like just films that they had made at home. He's a filmmaker. He's got all this access to filmmaking equipment. He's got a beautiful wife. It's not that hard to imagine that he would do something like this. However, after the fact, there's been, there's been uh, like stories that have surfaced that that's not really what, those aren't really the kind of tapes that they found there that um, there was a lot of uh, BDSM films that he had made uh with sharon tate and with other people and that there was uh even films of sharon tate with other guys kind of maybe not necessarily uh uh, with her full consent right and that he had he there was a lot of this stuff and that um you know the police kind of saw it and found it found it watched it and then just kind of put it back and we're like, okay. And they didn't necessarily know if that had anything to do with what happened in that house. But um, there's a lot of people that felt that there was, they didn't accidentally go to the wrong house. They didn't, or, the, you know, they, they didn't think that Terry Melcher, who was the record producer, still lived there, that they were sent there for a very specific reason. And that um, when those people walked in there, they walked in there with the full intention of killing polanski and tate and everyone else that was in that house so yeah yeah i mean there's <laughs> i'm excited and we, we and we can we can get back to this later I can't, <laughs> to be continued i can't wait to get into it i'm excited um but it is it is a big story it's there's a lot to it um and and other things and like i said i've got my own uh you know kind of um idea of of what may have happened why um but you know we we're definitely going to cover it uh pat what, what's what's the book you're reading right now can you tell everybody what's called Oh, dude, don't make it's chaos. Chaos, yeah, chaos. <laughs> so it's chaos. Yeah. Uh, let me get it. It's like uh, something about Charles Manson. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, I should chaos. Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history of the '60s. Yes, so we will cover more of that stuff to kind of um, wrap up our 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 drug month. But it's been. Uh, interesting we're supposed to do that today but you know then we got high so it's (laughs) (laughs) just one of those things it just happens uh but we have a lot of news and stuff you know sometimes you got a lot of news and that's good um sometimes sometimes you got shit to say sometimes you got shit to say and that's the beautiful thing about being your own boss in the content creators world so um but i don't know i think i'm gonna go uh smoke some more pot what about you i mean what do you want me to say? No, I don't smoke pot. Oh, that's right. Pat doesn't smoke pot. Yeah. What about Dr. X? Do you think he's going to get him? I adjust it in other ways. <laughs> I, I rub it on my lower back in a lotion form. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to go smoke some. That's my thing. I bathe in it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> let, it, let it wash over me. <laughs> well, anyway, so that's... uh, I guess that's going to do it for this week, guys. We will... um get more into this topic uh next week and we'll see you back here next wednesday